Welcome to the Inspiring Educators Podcast, a space where you can let go, learn, laugh, and be inspired. Let's first begin with introductions of our Inspiring Educators. Inspiring Educators, introduce yourselves. Hi, everybody. It's Lila, the educator, motivator, coming to you from Los Angeles. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Lila Noor. That's at M-S-L-A-I-L-A-N-U-R. This is my sixth year teaching. I think my fifth or sixth or seventh, who knows? Um, as a Math for America fellow slash master teacher, um, I am a newly appointed Desmos fellow, which I'm super excited about, um, as well as, you know, kind of got some other things in the mix going on. We're going to see how that plays out pretty soon. Um, every week we like to start off with what we're grateful for because we want to inspire you. We want to uplift you. And more importantly, we want to get you in the habit of actually thinking about what you're grateful for every day. And so this week, I am grateful for, like Indiari said, strength, courage, and wisdom. The strength to be able to keep going despite everything that we feel like tells us to stop. The courage to face things that we thought we can never face. And, and the wisdom to know that we are better than our biggest fears or better than um, our, our biggest doubts, which is, you know, today's topic. Um, and, and to really continue to embody that strength, courage, and wisdom that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm better than that little voice in the back of my head that sometimes tells me I'm not. Amen. You better preach that thing. <laughs> Greetings, phenomenal educators and, and great people alike that listen to us around the world. This is Coach Jay, uh, Jadrian Grimes, coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, the ATL. Um, if you would like to hit me up on Twitter, my Twitter handle is my name, Jadrian Grimes. That's J-A-D-R-I-E-N-G-R-I-M-E-S. I uh, spent 12 years in the banking industry and have since been transitioning to a brand new career in an education space, um, which leads me into what I'm grateful for. Um, and it's one big word, opportunity. Um, I've had a number of uh, phenomenal opportunities that have came across my desk here lately um, that I've been considering. Um, it just seems that I'm starting to reap what I've been sowing now. So I'm just grateful for uh, phenomenal opportunities that have been coming my way. And uh, stay tuned with that. More to come on that. So grateful for opportunity. Good stuff. Good stuff. This is Dr. Christopher J. Childs, your academic rock star. I can be found on social media, media at DRK Childs, at DRK Childs. Reach out to me, talk to me. Let me know your thoughts, your feelings, how you feel about the podcast. You like it, you hate it, you want to hear something different? Let us know. Reach out to us on social media. This week, I am grateful for, I'm grateful for the math education community. We just had our national conference in San Diego recently. To me, it was an amazing experience. First, it was San Diego. Like, you got to love Cali. You got to love Cali. But it was just great meeting people from across the globe, having conversations, learning more about the field. And just, as Jay always says, iron sharpens iron. So meeting different people. 
This week's hot topic, teaching is a demanding and highly complex activity that sometimes leaves us feeling inadequate and filled with self-doubt. Today on this podcast, we're going to discuss how do you overcome this, what's going to give you strength, some things to sustain you, but most importantly, how do you recognize your own greatness? So there's a lot of self-doubt in the education world, but we really want to inspire you to recognize your greatness. I like that. Recognize your greatness. Lila, how did you take it? <laughs> Man, it's, it's, it's definitely a tough process. It does not happen overnight. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you from personal experience that it took me, let me see, what year is this? Carry to four at six. It took me about four or five years to recognize that I have something to contribute to the world and to society and to the math education, to just education in general, that, um, you know, even with a team behind me and people supporting me and rooting me on, it took for me to battle my own demons and my own self-doubt um, and to slowly start to, you know, put certain things in place to recognize that I'm better than I think I am sometimes, um, d- despite, you know, Sometimes we feel like when we have those bad days that, you know, you ever had something happen to you like, oh, man, somebody cut me off. Now your whole day is trash. You know, the same thing happens in terms of, you know, feeling like, you know, I'm great where I, you know, I I look at, you know, oh, this one lesson or, you know, I had this bad interaction or this isn't going well. So that means that as a whole, that I'm, I'm not a great teacher. And so really thinking about how you can fight that in the same way that you will fight the fact that just because somebody cut me off don't mean that my day is terrible. You know, just because I, I, that test that I made wasn't that great or, you know, I had that bad interaction with that student or that parent or, you know, I'm, I'm really late on getting papers graded. Whatever the case may be that I, I can still consider myself a great teacher if I'm also embodying certain things. And also teachers understanding uh, the weight that they hold in society. You know, I talk about purpose a lot. Um, And I think um, not only in education, any industry, but definitely more so education. If you don't innately feel that this is something that you've been purposed to do, but that you've been assigned to do from a higher power, and I don't think it's for you um you know yeah they're gonna be days you know you feel defeated you feel you know you doubt yourself or what have you but i think that needs to be the reoccurring thing in your mind that this is what you've been purposed to do at this time right now and how you measure that is look at the impact that you as an educator make every day in your student students lives You know, we don't know what they come to school with every day. Right. And just by seeing you as an educator uh, may be just the spark they need. You know, having that one off with them and whatever they're dealing with outside of the classroom, um, you never know. um, And it's hard to measure the impact that we have as educators. But um, believe you me that it is definitely noticed. Um, that impact is noticed from each and every student and some of your peers alike. But I think if we think about that impact, we as educators give so much to our peers, we give so much to our students. So I, 
I believe that at times is what creates uh, a draining sensation, which then leads to the self-doubt component. So it's figuring out also, I know Lila speaks a lot about self-care, taking care of oneself. So it's, you know, find that balance between the two. Because if you are truly passionate, as Jay has pointed out, about your craft and your own your purpose, you should be exerting a lot of energy. You should be every day giving it your all, but also figure out ways how do you rejuvenate yourself in that particular process. Absolutely. I mean, I think the problem is, I agree with both of you, I think the problem is that we oftentimes try to measure our purpose, our impact on the same scale that somebody else measures their purpose or their impact. And so I, you know, I'm looking at the fact that, you know, yeah, my purpose is, you know, to hear and to educate, but I got to be measured the exact same way that the teacher next door is. And And if I'm not doing the amazing things that they're doing and I look at what I'm doing, that as soon as I see them doing something spectacular out of box that doesn't align with the things that I'm doing that I immediately feel in, in, inadequate. And, and in the same sense, when we talk about impact, we, we very well know that we don't always get to see our impacts immediately or even short term. <laughs> like I sometimes may never know what that impact was or what it looks like, you know, for in terms of what I'm doing in the classroom. And Again, when when we don't see the fruits of our labor immediately, uh, most professions see the fruits of the labor. They see exactly what they do and the outcome and the benefit and how they contribute to society. As educators, we sometimes don't get to see that immediately or feel that in the moment. And that's hard. It's really difficult to know that you put in X amount of time and X amount of work and Somebody might not even say, you know, you might not even have an administrator that tells you thank you. You might not have, I mean, you have students that, you know, do what they do or cuss you out or you feel like, you know, my assessment wasn't great or all these other things that when you feel like you put in the time and the effort and you should see these amazing results and you don't get to see what you think you should see. But that goes back to not just defining what is your purpose, but how do you measure your success. Too many times as educators, as Lila conversations out, like traditional Dr. Childs, if it schools, wasn't for you, teacher evaluation, um, I wouldn't have this administrative evaluation. Miss Nur, you helped me each do this individually when I didn't think that I could do, do it. I intrinsically um, you helped me my success see myself in a light that I never basis, thought I would be able in a to see myself basis. in. Because when and I not look at where I come from, as being I'm not supposed to be where I am, have what I have, statistics were to stand true. Those type of conversations from students, shoot, from from your peers, from educators, even from the higher ups, in a sense. I always tell people you're always under a microscope. Um, it may sound scary, um, but what I mean is there's someone that's always watching you, um, whether they're beneath you, whether they're over you, um, or whether they're watching you um, from a, in a positive light, or they're watching you to take things away that they need to potentially use, or, or just looking at stuff to nitpick at. Um, I, I'm just a firm believer that we, we're all uniquely created. We all have individual assignments. Our peers may not tell us, hey, you helped me with this, or you helped me implement this, or, or, or whatever, but they see the work that you're doing. Um, sometimes they may see work or the results before we even see it. A student may share something with them um, or whatever that may look like. I mean, education, I like to equate time is like a tree bearing fruit. 
right? When you plant the tree, it's a seed, right? And it has to grow into a tree. Then it starts to bear fruit later on down the road. You know, that fruit are the children are, and sometimes our peers' lives that we're impacting on a, on a daily basis. Now I, I want to piggyback on that, but then I want to I'm gonna let Lila, you know, bring us back home with it. As we think about this being on your purpose, think about how do you define success. Think about those kids that give us those accolades or our colleagues. I want to challenge our listeners: perfect your craft first, because a lot of that self doubt comes into play, or you unsure because you haven't perfected your craft. What do I mean? Think about how much time you really put into getting better as an educator. I'm not saying just plan a lesson. I'm not saying teach. Getting better as an educator to be a high quality, high value educator. Because I guarantee you, if you put in the time and the work, you're going to get better, which means you're going to be more successful. You're going to be better at your purpose. And then you can stop comparing yourself to your colleagues because some of us know colleagues who, since they've been teaching with us, have never been to a conference have never read a book, don't do anything to better themselves as an individual. So I think you need to add those self-help metrics into your piece too, perfect, perfecting your craft. Like I know for me, I want to be the best educator, period. So I take this to heart. I take it serious. But then too, I have my own metrics of how I'm measuring my success. But Lila, I want you to, you know, bring us, you know, reel us back in with this topic of self-doubt and uh, how you determine your greatness. No, I, I agree with you in that we do have to perfect our craft, but we have to also remember that our craft looks very different than someone else's. And, and the things that I am amazing at in my classroom are going to be completely different from the things that you're amazing at in your classroom. Like, I, I know that I absolutely love geometry and I love incorporating certain things into my classroom. Where, you know, I know that Chris is amazing with fractions, right? Like that's, that's his jish. You have to realize that you do not stand on the same scale as someone else and that you have your own lane that you live in with the things that are, that you do that are absolutely amazing and breathtaking. And you cannot diminish the value of that, especially if you are doing what Chris says. And that's actually reflecting or, you know, perfecting your craft and getting better and attempting to to be innovative and change things and provide access and equity and do all of these amazing things in the classroom. If you know that you are doing that, then you cannot continue to compare yourself and the things that you feel like, you know, you're doing aren't as good as the person over there and what they're doing. Because the reality is that that person may have never in a hundred years, been able to, to conceptualize, understand the things that you are doing in your classroom and may look inside yours and say, oh my gosh, this is so revolutionary and so amazing. But you continue to diminish the work that you do because it does not look like what you see across the board or from everyone else or you know, from what the district tells you it should look like. But also going back to Jay's point, you know, about, you know, oh, you know, Dr. Childs, you did this thing. Miss Nur, you did this. I wish I was hearing that on a regular basis. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 
that's not something that I, you know, and I know it sounds amazing. I know there are teachers who do. Thing is, partially, you know, personality or, you know, just the way that you move in the classroom. But there are things that I don't get a chance to hear things like that. But I also believe it's really important that we take the time to uplift our colleagues. And yes, we have to do things internally, but we all, <laughs> we're a cohort, we're a community within our schools and across schools and across the nation. And being able to reach out and say, hey, I seen that great thing you did. Just wanted to let you know how great I thought it was. I seen that amazing thing that you said. I want you to know how amazing that thought process was or, or how amazing, like, I think your mind is or how innovative you are. The things that you're doing are, are so revolutionary and just so thought provoking. I love that. And I need you to know how amazing that is. And you being able to receive it, being able to say, you know what? I am you know, I'm kind of tight, right? And not brushing it off because I did that for years. I continued to brush off and push off the things that people um, um, said that were amazing about me or said that, you know, I was doing that was well. And I'm like, nah, you tripping. Like it was, you know, it was, you know, it was whatever. Like compared to that person, it wasn't that amazing. It wasn't that great. Really being able to, to, to receive those things and say, you know what? Like you may be on to something all 35 people who said the same thing to me. Um, you all might be on to something when you say there's um, something going uh, on uh, in terms mantra of, that I like to live uh, by my pedagogy the main and the thing, that I'm doing the main thing. that is um, know setting why me aside you started, or setting um, me apart from everyone else and, and, and showing the community and the world that I have something to offer. That is even greater asset every day um, to the children that we teach or the people that we educate. And, and Lila, to your point, um, you, know, you say you might Lila, not hear that thought. from some kids or some peers. Um, some people are intimidated to even say that to us sometimes. Um, you know, they don't want to. They watch from afar. Um, that's why I like to say, you know, we're always under a microscope. It's someone that's always watching, listening, that wants to pull something. Uh, so all the phenomenal and dynamic teachers, educators that are out there, continue to do to do what you do. Share different things with your peers um, and just keep doing what you're doing on a daily basis with your students. Absolutely. I mean, self-doubt is normal. It's normal to, to doubt this or to doubt that every now and then. But continuous self-doubt just means that we don't really like a growth mindset. We like to preach this and that to our students about having a growth mindset. And you can do math and you can learn English and you can be a, a scientist and you can do this and that and you can do all these amazing things. But if we continuously doubt ourselves that we're, we're we're not practicing what we preach. We're hypocrites, right? We have to continuously be putting things into practice that we want our students to put into practice. And if we want them to have a growth mindset, we have to do the same thing for ourselves and know that where we are right now is not where we will end up. It is not the end game. It is not the final product. And we have to continuously put in that work, like Chris said, to, to, to know that we are constantly a work in progress and we are developing and we are shaping ourselves and molding ourselves and being 
just turning out to be these amazing like representations of what we always hope we would be as educators. Most importantly, believe in yourself as an educator, believe in what you're doing. I tell teachers that I mentor all the time. As long as you're giving your very best, that's, you're doing a great job. If you're giving your best, stop self-doubting yourself and keep doing what you're doing. Now, if you're not giving your best, you, you, you know, you need to go look in the mirror. But if you're giving your best, that's all that we can ask for you to do is to give your best to each and every day to those students you love and care about. This transitions to my favorite pop part of the podcast. Like this is, I love the topics. I love the introductions, but I truly love the inspirational moments because they give me something to hold on to as I go throughout my week. This week's inspirational moment is being brought to you by none other than Miss Lila. Take it away. This is a hard one for me to talk about. I'm, I'm so passionate about self-doubt and um, really learning how you can step in your purpose and feel like you're great because it's, it's so personal to me when I think about my own personal journey and, and where I started and, and the struggle that ensued along the way and how long it took me to realize that I have a team and I have worth and I have something to contribute to society. And I think when you keep those things in perspective that you have people behind you rallying. And if you don't know who they are, you need to figure out who they are. Who are the people that are within? And we're not just, it's not always the teachers at our school. It's not always our friends. They're great. Trust me. Love my friends. Love most of my colleagues. But the reality is that you have people that may be across the country that maybe you've never even met face to face that are on your side, that are your squad. And you need to be continuously reaching out and connecting with those people to, 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 to counteract that self-doubt that you feel. And, and the continuous self-doubt does not help anyone. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help your students. And ultimately, it results in this, this feeling of it, it can take you to a really dark place. It can take you to a place where you, you continue to not do your best work, where you end up in a space where you're not developing and you're not flourishing the way that you can because you're, you're stuck. You feel like you're stuck, therefore you act like you're stuck. You don't ever pull yourself out of the quicksand. And, and I just feel like it's so important that you believe that there is something within you that brought you to where you are right now and that propels you and tells you that you can be <laughs> the most amazing teacher. Like Chris said, you can be the best teacher, despite what the person next door is developing, despite what anybody else says, you can be the best teacher because there's so much greatness inside of you and, and, and you have so many great things to offer. So I challenge you to think about three, just three. I believe you can write a hundred. If you can ever, if you can write a hundred, I want you to tweet to me what those hundred are, but I want you to think about three things that you are great at as an educator and what they mean to you, how you know that you're great at them and, and what that means for your classroom and for the people that you work with. Because when we start to put in perspective, just like our, our grateful moment, the things that we are great at, 
we no longer start to put on a pedestal the things that we're not great at and the things that we can't do and the things that we struggle with when we start to put at the forefront or on the focus, the things that we are doing well and how you continue to make that your thing. How can that be my thing or the thing that I focus on, a thing that I continue to develop and nourish in a way it becomes just out of this world where nobody else thought that, man, I, I, I would have never seen anything like this in a million years. You are great beyond any measure, any scale that's out there. And you have to continue to believe that and take care of you and know that you are in your own lane of greatness. Nobody else is there with you. You live by yourself in that space. Drive. I like that. Awesome. I like that. I like that. This has been the Inspiring Educators Podcast. We truly appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Take heed to Lila's point of recommendation and her plan of action for you. Do it. Follow up with her. Until the next time, we owe you tea. We out.